So welcome back to another episode of Sam and Sutton. This is week number four where Sutton and I have just weekly conversations about life, about business, about entrepreneurship, about corporate, about numbers, cards, all of this good stuff. So we've had a bunch of conversations in the past where we wanted, we kind of looked at each other and said this would be a really good podcast episode. So we decided to turn it into a podcast. In this episode, it's all about corporate America. Dun, dun, dun. I know nothing about corporate America, but Sutton's been in corporate for around five years now, and he just explains the weird nuances of it, how old school it is, and how much different the corporate world is um, to entrepreneurship, and how a lot of people will need to go get corporate jobs sometime in their life, and not everyone is built to be an entrepreneur, and how that is completely okay to do. So without further ado, we will jump into the episode. But before we do, if you like anything you hear, anything you see, take a screenshot, share it on your social media, on your Instagram stories, Snapchat stories, Twitter, LinkedIn, wherever it is, please tag me and I will get right back to you uh, at Sam Lister with two underscores at the end. Again, this is the Starting Blank Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Lister, and hope you enjoy the episode. Week four of Sutton Woo. and Sam. What is up, everyone? Thank you for tuning in, Sutton. How's it going, man? Really good, actually. Yeah, really good. We Super are, happy to be here. We're chatting a little bit before this. Um, we'll we'll time. really dive into this. Will be more more business related. I know last time, uh, we we touched on a little bit business stuff. Week two is a lot of emotional EQ, yep. meditation, health, working out, all that stuff. But I'm excited to kind of dive into. Um, kind of the the business sphere a little yes, bit. Absolutely. So, you you've been ranting a little bit. You wanna you wanna just pick off where you where you left off. Pick yeah. up where you left off. Yeah. So trying to remove the uh, remove the client names and story. I'm just trying to think <laughs> of how to introduce uh, how to introduce it. Um, yeah. I, I I'd like to actually start off, and I know this is one that maybe won't be as driven or input from your side because of just the you know different path you've kind of taken. Um, but I think a lot of value for people out there that have a nine to five mm-hmm. um, that do have bosses work in a corporate setting. Um, I think the topic in general could be one that's that's very impactful to kind of go into. And, you know, as someone who's obviously gone through the hierarchy of um, at least my field uh, within the corporate space, I think it could be an awesome topic to, you know, start to dive into. Yeah, dive into it. Um, so something that's been hitting me personally um specifically last week is, uh, you know, kind of dealing with, uh, you know, it's the corporate world. So it's not, you know, the world of entrepreneurship where you kind of write your own, where you write your own destiny. Uh, You are completely at the mercy of what your, you know, boss's situation is um, or your boss's bosses if, you know, depending on what your situation is at a company um, and how to navigate that and how to best, you know, get what you're after within a setting where you really don't write the ship. Um, so I guess jumping right into that, um, personally for me, uh, it comes down to finding what you're, um, what you're truly after being at a job. Um, if you're after money, uh, and you're not getting the raises and you know, that you want, it's pretty black and white. Then if you, if you're truly worth it, then go let the market tell you that you are. Because if you're not getting it there, there's no reason to sit and complain about it and be frustrated that you're not getting, you know, that you're not getting somewhere. Because at the end of the day, like if that job's not going to pay you and if you are worth it, some other place will. And there's no good in complaining. So just go after it and go, you know, go start applying to different jobs. Go talk to recruiters. Um, truly make it happen. It may not 
sound, you know, the most appealing, but because, but then you have to kind of land, land that bed because there's, there's no sense in sitting and complaining about it. If you really wanted to make a change and if you really, really in your whole heart believe that you're worth the raise that you're not getting, then you just have to go and find out for yourself. Yeah. And like, that's a world that I have no idea. I have no corporate experience. I've, I've worked with a few bigger corporations. Yeah. Um, and I, I kind of know like the, the sales process and stuff from like a contractor standpoint of like, yo, getting them as a client, but it actually working as like W2 employee of them. It is so backwards. And anytime I hear like corporate stories and stuff, I'm like, that stuff really goes on. It's crazy. Bosses actually lead like that. Quote unquote leaders of the company yep. actually lead like that. And like, that's kind of something I've like definitely separated myself from of like quote unquote old school business. Like, when I hear people still do like, yo, we still have print ads and TV ads. I'm like, businesses still do that today in 2020. Or just strictly, or like have to be their only focus too. Not only like, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And like, um, like to just stick on like this topic as one, because I know this is one that will resonate with a lot of people because one of the most frustrating aspects of, um, I guess, being an employee you know, you have that consistent paycheck, but the paycheck doesn't always map what you are, you know, consistently doing day in and day out. And I've dealt with that a lot, um, or I dealt with that a lot throughout my career. Um, and it basically comes down to having a leader, you know, and working for someone who realizes what that worth is. Um, and trust me that they are out there, which is why I give that recommendation of like, hey, if you're not getting it where you are, it is out there, but you have to go out there and find it. And it's not going to be comfortable. Like you may have to go back to the job market and go to, you know, and kind of take that couple months of uncertainty and uncomfortableness, I guess. But at the end of the day, like you'll land somewhere where you are appreciated, land somewhere where, you know, you are going to get that recognition and that um, truly, I mean, I guess we're just talking about pay right now, mm. um, you know, get that money that you believe that you're worth. Yeah. No, it's, I think that kind of like transitions into like, as you, as you've been talking about this, like um, kind of like latching, I, I know like corporate is a little different, but like, especially in entrepreneurship, like, Everyone wants to start their own business, but no one wants to go work for someone. Mm-hmm. And like going to work for something is the quickest way to learn yep. and get real world experience. If I can surround myself with a dude doing 10 million bucks a year, 100 million bucks a year, whatever it is, mm-hmm. like I'm going to learn so much faster than the person trying to do it on their own. Yep. So I think that's one thing I've stayed consistent with, like throughout this journey of just like surrounding myself with the right people, surrounding myself with people I can learn from. And a lot of people are, they get caught up in ego. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I need my own thing. I, I need to run my own thing. I can't go work for someone else. Even in a corporate setting, like W2 setting, like, Oh, like if if you went to say yo fuck corporate i'm never gonna step foot in that again awesome do it but doing it on your own is way harder yep so people don't find a balance between the two people think it needs to be polar opposites when in reality it's it's a balance absolutely and like and like as you said like even in the entrepreneurship world it doesn't mean that you're alone like it's about surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals <laughs> or people who are like your you know your vibration theory like who are you know operating at a frequency in which you want to attain it's no different in the corporate world. Like, like, like it is very similar that like you want to work for a boss or for a leader who exemplifies the qualities in which you want to do when you want to someday lead. Yeah. Or if you just want to be an employee, that's a totally different thing too. But I think, you know, in life you want to keep, you know, kind of striving to level up. Um, so yeah, it's truly no different. So if you're working for a boss, that's not, you know, that's not someone that you admire, someone that you want to be, it's pretty black and white, then go find <clears throat> someone who is. And especially like, 
it, especially in this day and age, like yeah. today, like lowest unemployment rate. Like, I don't know if that's factual today, but like, I know like in Pretty the sure grand it's. scheme, it's like, you know, yeah. like a super solid economy right now. Like you, you, like you don't have the luxury to necessarily make that decision to go chase an extra 15 K a year in 08, 09. Yeah. You don't have that opportunity because there are people that are very accredited who are trying to literally even take part-time jobs to, you know, make ends meet mm -hmm. right now. Like you can pretty much land whatever jobs you want to get because able bodies are going to, you know, yeah. like, so, th so this is the time to prosper and grow. This is not a time to get complacent and in a situation that you're unhappy with. Yeah. So that's why I have such a strong push and recommendation to go and, you know, find, you know, go find that opportunity for yourself. Cause there's no better time to do it now. And if you don't do it now, you know, realistically, you know, just playing the game of, we haven't had a market correction in the very, you know, extended period of time. If you look at the historical norm of it, you know, the window is not getting wider. It's not getting longer. You mm -hmm. know, it's, it's going to close somewhat here, whether it's two, five, 10, it doesn't matter. It's going to happen, but why not do it now? There's yeah. no better time in the present. And why push yourself away, like further away from being happy for the complacency of where you're, where you're not today. Yeah. For anyone, for anyone watching, like looking to get into whether starting business or getting into corporate corporate job, I know you went you went corporate right away. Mm -hmm. What are like the first steps to like build those relationships and kind of get your foot in the door? Maybe I know you started young, with sixteen, mm -hmm. seventeen years old. Yeah. Um, may, maybe someone like right after high school or even right after college, like um, whether they're just transitioning out of school or even in school. How do you get your foot in the door first? Yeah, um, that's a truly interesting question because I don't think there's any like one way to go about it. Like, or I, 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 or I should say, like, there is a ton of different ways to go about it. Yeah, there's the most important factor, which is just to start. Yeah, like you have to go do something. Like, like for me at 17, um, I just went and found like or at 16 and then got the job at 17. I just started applying to accounting internships because I knew it was what I wanted to mm -hmm. go in and do. Um, there was no like you just rhymer Google just just, internships just sit on you know Milwaukee jobs yeah hometown. like 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 indeed like any sort of job search sites and I was like shit well I got to start somewhere so I just started applying to jobs that you know like like internships or entry-level accounting jobs and landed my first accounting internship um, the biggest thing is just to start it's one of those things that it's like oh well, it'll get you know when I'm done with school, I'll have more time. When I'll do this, it's it, it's all excuses. Mm -hmm. Like I've been full time, full time, and I mean that in every sense of the word. Like full time student and then full time, you know, employee since I was 17 now. Mm -hmm. So it's like you have the time to do it. You make the time for the things you want to do. Like I traded a lot of parties. I traded a lot of you know those growing of coming of age. You know, <laughs> I guess things that people do or you know people relax and play video games or you know I I traded all of that to make it happen. Um, so it's just starting and, you know, truly just going head first, depending on what your goals are. Mm -hmm. You know, my goals were to, you know, overtake the accounting hierarchy as fast as I could. So like, I knew that that's what I had to do. If your goal is just to, you know, just play the game and, you know, go through the motions and then go to the parties, do the play some video games, have fun. Like then it would show me that maybe that's not your passion, what you're going into though, yeah. because there was no, like, like I, I got at 17 already, I enjoyed what I was doing and the passion of it, you know, so much that like there wasn't an alternative. I didn't put parting on a pedestal over it because I would have rather been doing accounting and, mm. and progressing over doing that. That was a more exciting challenge to me. That was a more exciting use of my time. So 
Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. I I parted a lot in high school. I I and don't get me wrong, I, I certainly had my fair share of like. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think it's I think it's so cool because now I don't have that itch to go out and party mm-hmm. and drink and um, yeah. like yeah, like just party with friends and live a quote unquote normal college life. Like I get like my my high is just like my my business, like mm-hmm. running this, meeting meeting people, having these conversations. That's like that's what fuels me. So I think it's so so cool that. Um, Again, like not not to talk about like vibrations too much, but like that's not those those people attract each other. Um, but people's goals and ambitions don't definitely don't match their actions, especially in young high school, college, Absolutely. a little post college age. They they see this life. They they want to get into the business world, mm-hmm. start a business, yada yada yada, become a millionaire, whatever it is. But then they're going out and partying every night yep. and drinking every night and smoking every night and just not doing shit with their lives absolutely um, i think that's i love when people say oh oh you're lucky you're lucky you're <laughs> lucky you're lucky luck 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 what is that what is luck like remember when you were partying every single day and not not giving a shit on the weekend and not working on the weekends mm-hmm. and like or only working on the weekends and not working during the day like whatever it is people people are lazy yeah. People don't like to actually work. Yeah. Not the glamorous stuff, not even in, in video, not just going out and filming stuff, but like the actual work that 14, 15, 16 hour Saturdays you need to do sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And but it doesn't feel it. like work if you love what you do. And that's, and, and truly, like, so like to answer your, I guess, your question, and trust me, there's a lot of topics we can even dive off into just from what you just said. But like, the biggest thing is like, if you like, so the piece of advice, I guess, to answer your question would be if you're, you know, what would the first thing be? It would be to start. And if you're hesitating to start, I would reevaluate then are you actually doing what you want to be doing? Because, th- because that that's the most telltale way to figure it out. Yeah. I, I, I really dig that. Yeah, because like it's, it's something that you start when you're ready. Yeah. You, you don't always know when you're ready, but like you just feel it. Yeah. Like if you waited until you were 22, 23 to start accounting. Yeah, you wouldn't be this passionate about it. No, and and th- and then I would have questioned if I ever actually wanted to do it. Yeah, like now if now if I figured out if I figured out what it was at twenty three and that it was something that was an option. Like there's no age that says like now you're you know too old to figure out what your passion is or to figure out like what you want to do mm-hmm. because because you create your passion. I I don't believe that you're born with a passion. Yeah, um, that's a whole other topic we can talk about. But like I I believe that you can kind of make it happen. But like. I mean, like, I fully wholeheartedly mean it when I say like I spent one day in accounting and I was like, okay, no, this makes sense. Didn't I wasn't as passionate then as I as I'm sitting here today. Yeah. I've grown that passion to be what it is, but I instantly had that that push of like, well, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So it made it made it like there wasn't that like, well, do I want to start or do I want to like? There was no question. Like something that light bulb of moment just went, yep, no, this is what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. Like, and I, this is what I'm going to go heavy in. Yeah. And like there wasn't that like hesitation. I mean, think about like waking up in the morning, like when like or if you have something to go and do, and you're like, I could leave now, or I could wait like five minutes. Then then you probably don't want to go. Yeah. You probably don't want to actually do what you're going to do if you are not showing up early, or if you are not like, and this is somebody who doesn't show up to much on time. <laughs> Trust me, like as you know more than anyone. Um, but like that that truly shows me. And like I had an instance actually where this just happened when my uh, my best friend was home last uh, actually Friday. 
and dude didn't get home till 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock to me is like five o'clock in the morning to 95% of people. For those of you who are listening and don't know that um, I'm in bed by eight, eight fifteen every night. So like, so for me, like 10 o'clock. So I set an alarm because I was like, yo, I know I'm going to, I'm going to fall asleep. Like I know I'm going to, but I set an alarm for 10 and it alarm went off. And I had like that split second moment where you're like, I either I'm going to get up or I'm going to turn the, I'm going to turn my cheek and I'm, I'm going to be out for the night. And literally I like, like the alarm went off and like that moment was just so quick. And I was literally already standing up before I even thought about the option of doing both because I knew that there was nothing more important that I wanted to do than go be with, then go be with him that night. Yeah. You know? So yeah. like, I think that's how it is in life. You have to just like, like in, with everything, with your career, with people, like you have that moment where like you either act or you don't. And that's how things get put off. That's how people procrastinate. And that shows me that you don't actually want to be doing what you want, what you're after or what you're set out to do. Mm -hmm. Now that's, that's a really profound thing to say. And like scratching that itch, like you, you shouldn't need to hate Mondays no. or Tuesdays or Fridays or Sundays or Saturdays. Yeah. Like if you don't hate any of those days, you're doing something, you're doing right. something right. Yeah. And, and, and then that goes into, a, I just wrote up a topic. So I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit, obviously, but for the, you know, for content next week. And it was something I noticed in the workplace last week. It was absolutely crazy. I always like people like, you know, like in passing, it's just a common exchange of like, oh, well, how's it going? And like, I genuinely answer 98.7% of the time, like, oh, I'm doing absolutely tremendous or I'm doing wonderful. Like, how are you? I started to realize like, and just become aware and conscious to it that every single time that I answer and every, this has gone for years in the workplace, people always like kind of like snark and go, Oh, cool. Yeah, no, I'm doing fine. Like, Oh no, like really? Or like, they like have some sort of like, they assume that I'm like joking or they assume that you're like, and how messed up is that? That you like can't answer that in the workplace and have people think that you're being genuine. They always like think you're being over the top or they like have some sort of like, even if they don't comment on it, they're like laughing like, Oh yeah, no. And yeah, my, my day's going cool. Like we're fine or okay. Yeah. But they like have like a reaction to think like, oh, well, he's got to be just being over the top or he's got to like, no, like I'm genuinely excited. Like I'm genuinely having a tremendous day today. Yeah. But people like in the workplace automatically assume, well, oh, he's just, you know, being this or he can't be serious about that answer. How 10,000 foot view, how messed up is that? That and this goes at miscellaneous companies I've worked for, for clients being in their offices answering questions like Ninety-eight point seven percent of the time, you're gonna get someone who thinks that you are not being genuine. It's probably even higher. Yeah, that's insane to me because people don't think that you can have that attitude, being at a job or working or doing something of you know, doing something that is of being of a job or an occupation. Yeah, that's so broken. It is. That's so broken. Fuck, dude. Well, and that goes like to the point of like. Just what more than 70 or 80 percent of people hate their jobs yeah i mean i, I would think that it's like something it might even be higher than I, I would honestly 80, say it's honestly. higher i've been looking at some crazy stats um for one of my for one of my clients um from a culture perspective um i i can i don't know anything off the top of my head so i'm not even going to try to like put you know quantifiable numbers to them but like like productivity and stuff is absolutely insane um i do know some numbers it's like all like across the board employees like only work like at a solid place, like 60 some percent of the day, which is fine. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to act like a patron saint or anything on that topic, but like, you know, obviously with clients and stuff, like there are times that I pull out, um, but like, think about how crazy it is. So like you already have an employee that is disengaged for 40% of the working day. So you're paying them for 40% of oh my God. like almost yeah. half of their salary is going towards work or 
things that are unrelated to the job in which they've been hired to do. Absolutely mm-hmm. crazy. Now, if they work in a unproductive or a poor employee culture, stats have shown like our data has shown that they're 20 to 30 percent less productive than the average employee so if we're saying the average employee let's just use 30 like or in the, in the 20 to 30 scale we we even use 20 if they're already 40 percent unproductive and now you take away another 20 that means that for more than half of their day they're not actually doing what they've been Anything. hired to do and you're paying them to do it and that's in full in the that at least that last 20 percent is fully in your control yeah. The first 40 is, yes, people are always going to be somewhat unproductive that you just know that hiring people. Mm-hmm. But also, like, that means that the average, like, person, obviously, if they were doing what they loved and they were doing what, that number wouldn't be 60 in the first place. Yeah. Because they would actually want to be doing what they're there to do. Man. It's insane. There is some crazy data behind it. And I'm, I apologize. I don't have, like, cr- like the actual, like, hard, like, yeah. I know those are round, roughly around what they are. Mm-hmm. But, and that's just the tip of the iceberg when you look into, like, the corporate side of statistics and employee efficiencies productivity happiness yeah and that's not even measuring happiness that's just how they're performing and like 60 percent productivity doesn't necessarily even mean that they're working efficiently yeah it just means that they're actually working yeah man that's so backwards and messed up like granted like every no one is has 100 percent efficiency absolutely 100 percent absolutely working every single day every second um dude but it's absolutely bonkers and that's why it goes with um i'll tie it back to the first point we started with because i really do want to kind of like this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart um like so if you are at a place where you're trying to be an 80 85 percent performer yeah because nobody's perfect so i'm just gonna throw an arbitrary 85 at it you know where you are a high performer and your 85 percent doesn't mean that you're half ass in it and you know half in and out but you're working your 85 is like you're in it like you're like thriving you know like you're happy you're working you're effective you're efficient you know you're passionate about it the whole nine and then your boss is someone who is a 50 percent boss yeah and you're looking for you know like i don't think you should really but like i don't know if you're someone who like you know even just to get some admiration or some like you know like vision or you know on what you're doing whether it's a raise or whether it's just you know Truly just just maybe like an accolade or something that goes along with, you know, they're like, hey, I'm, I'm performing well and I'd like for it to, you know, like I'm an environment to people who aren't. So, you know, you're kind of like there's I'm kind of the odd one out here. You like to recognition or I'm trying to find the best way to kind of get at it. But like without making it sound like you need some ego stroke. But realistically, if you're in an environment like that, that's probably not the environment that you should be working yeah because you're never going to get you're never going to progress anywhere. And, and that's, and that's another thing that I think is so broken with the employee, um, or with the corporate model is that you're basically at the mercy of whatever your owner or your boss is, you're basically at the mercy of their shortcomings. Mm -hmm. So like if your boss is in, I'm just like using, there are people in their sixties who are phenomenal, late fifties who are phenomenal. So this is not to throw age, like as an ageism thing, but let's just play into the general like thing of, if you are someone who's coming to shake things up. I can speak on it from like say an executive level and you work on uh, you know, executive team that is full of people in their late fifties, early sixties. And you're coming in saying like, Hey, I want to shake this up. Or I think that like, you know, we've been stagnant for, you know, five years or, you know, the company's been, so I think we should try these methods, these methods, this you're going to run into, uh, and I will say more times than not confidently because I've seen it time and time again, mm-hmm. people who, well, I've got five years left to retirement or I've only got three. Like I, I don't want someone to come in here 
That's why they all hire themselves all the time. Yeah. Because that's what's comfortable. They don't want somebody who's going to shake up the status quo, shake the snow globe. You know, even if even if the outcome is a hundred times better, mm-hmm. they just want to make sure that they're good, and they don't want somebody to expose that maybe they're not. You know, like performing super well that they have been coasting for the last year or two. Yeah. It's so broken. And I think about putting like a, a you know forward thinking, you know, initiative minded individual in a room with that, how they can take them out of that element. And I've seen that yeah. firsthand. Yeah. Like it's absolutely crazy. So like. Now think about like that employee, if they, if they kind of succumb to that system and now they're there for two, three, four, five years, if you don't act and go find some place that's going to appreciate it, you are going to like, think about the friendship theory. Like you are who you surround yourself with mm-hmm. you like, that's all the more extreme in the workplace because you're actually spending more time with those people than your friends. You're spending more time with those people than your mentors, mm-hmm. you know, if they, if they aren't obviously your mentors at, at, at the place. Yeah. So like now you're literally for eight, nine, 10 hours a day especially if you're at the executive level, surrounding yourself with people who are basically trying to impede progress, what do you think you're going to become? Yeah. Just just by guilt by association. Yeah, I think it all just comes down to, um, like, what do they value? Yeah. Personally and from a business standpoint. Mm-hmm. And, like, obviously it's not innovation. It's not growth. No. It's not any of the forward-thinking things that you would think all companies would like to value, but we see so many old and boring corporations or bigger companies that have been run the same exact way for mm-hmm. 40, 50, 60 years. Like we are not, nothing's broken here. We're not bashing into the walls and then they'll be out of business in five years. See, and like in, and the key thing that you said though, is like there are businesses that have been, you know, in business 40, 50, 60 years. Like that means that there are some models in there that are theoretically working, Yeah. but it doesn't mean that you're necessarily getting the most potential out of what your situation is. And that's like where like, especially at the executive level, you have to look at it and say like, Hey, like, you know, we just went through, you know, or I shouldn't say we went through, we're currently experiencing, but like, you know, the last decade should have theoretically been the most impressive from a performance standpoint and growth standpoint mm-hmm. times your company's ever experienced. If not, something is broken. Like you may still be in business. You're still doing well. You're not necessarily out, but if you haven't like substantially grown within the last 10 years, something is absolutely broken yeah. and that'll come to play the next time that the market downturns. Because right now, any like... If you were a business that came out of 0809, realistically, there is such a there's a strong enough model there that means that you know there's there's something that's right. Yeah. But then if you didn't grow over the last 10 years, the next economic downturn may not be as kind to you because a lot of just businesses aren't going out of business right now yeah. at a mass scale like they do in, in an economic downturn. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't grown, it's I'm not gonna say it's time to panic, but it's time to go back to the drawing board and go back heavy because that is a very very like worrisome topic Mm. interesting hmm it's crazy what else you want to talk about (laughs) um i'll actually go into like kind of touching on the same topic i'll I'll hit the other side of it now yeah obviously being you know you know from the employee or you know reporting to ceo or owner you know um we kind of talked about you know tips from that end um i'll say from a leadership standpoint um, if you find yourself being someone that your employees are coming to you mm-hmm. and asking for a raise or they're at, or they're kind of like seeking admiration from you. Cause that's what, like, we can go on a lot of talks about that. Actually, that's, that's really what the workplace is. That's what being a leader is, is people don't necessarily need, like, th- this is the way I wanted to conceptualize it er- earlier. Um, people don't need like 
I should say people don't, it's not about the recognition or like, but people need to be told that they're doing something right. Mm. Because like, if not, like they're like, like the most, the, the two biggest topics in the workplace are either politics, which if you don't have that, congratulations, you know, that, that is a very thing that a lot of offices deal with. When you get a large group of individuals together, there are two topics that take over more than anything else. One is politics and two is dysfunction of hierarchy. So like, that's where people can like relate because people like kind of topics that can, you know, that they can relate with other people. Mm-hmm. So if politics isn't one, dysfunction of hierarchy is huge, yeah. which means like to complain about your boss or complain about, you know, the, the owners of the company and the leaders of the company. Mm-hmm. So like, if knowing that that's the case, why, like, why so many leaders fall into the trap of being poor, like leaders or not like learning to be better leaders is so crazy to me because like, yeah. if you're, because that you're literally giving ammunition to knowing that that is a factual problem in the workplace is that that's the first place people will go to, to bond with each other is to complain about you. Mm-hmm. So why are you like, why give them ammunition and why not work to be a better leader? It is not like some people, yes, are born to be leaders, but like, it is absolutely something you can take classes on that you should grow into being like a, the best leader that you can be. Um, so like a topic on that is like, if your employees are coming to you and like seeking recognition and you're not, that means you're not giving it to them. Mm-hmm. which means that they're uncertain. And when they're uncertain to then cover for that uncertainty, they're going to cope with other people and complain about it. So then they feel like, Oh, well, if I got fired, then they still have to say, well, well it's because my boss, it was because of this. Yeah. So it was because of that. Like, so if you're having people that are like coming to you or employees that are coming to you looking for, you know, recognition, it means you're not giving them enough of it to give them that assurance that they're not going to be fired, which is what everyone worries about in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Am I going to be like, Oh, well, if you told them they're doing a good job or even if you told them what they're doing wrong, yeah. they know what they can fix. But not talking to your employees is a bogus like I, I, it baffles me that how relevant that that is still today amongst so many companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second thing, if you have employees that are coming to you asking for raises, you now you have people that are going to come to you and just ask for shit all the time. And it's fine. Like, yeah. I mean, some you just got to find out who your employees are, you know. But if every single person on your staff is like, you know, think about how tough that is for the average employee. I've never had trouble in the corporate world asking for a raise because I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get mine. But that's my attitude. So many employees are just going to, they're going to have the review and they're, they're just not going to speak up. They're going to hope to get maybe their, you know, their 3%, you know, annual raise. And, but then they're going to go back and complain about the fact that like, if they're not being recognized, they're not being like, you have to reward your top performers. And I did a video, you know, on that months ago, but it's so true. I mean, I, I, I like. If you have your employees that have to come to you and ask for a raise, it means that you're not giving them the recognition that they deserve. There is no merit to underpaying your employees. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about on this week's session of Sam and Sut Boss? Um, actually, I would like to like, I mean, if this could be a video clip, I would like to um, really like put a focus this week on the corporate aspect. Okay. Um, for individuals who because majority of people even if they want to go in the entrepreneurship route they're currently in the corporate or they you know or that's what they're doing for the nine to five but then they're building on the side um if you're not absolutely thriving in a corporate environment and i mean like where you are head over heels excited to get to work every day where you're in love with your situation with your boss if you're not your own um within a department or um if if you're not you know, truly pumped about your field, this and that, or if you have questions about truly anything, I really, really want to network with individuals. Um, I think that's something that, um, once again, not to go the ego route, but it's something that I don't talk about a lot because I'm doing content that's surrounding. Um, I actually would like to do more content. I just decided about yeah. the corporate world. 
because I feel like it's an area that, um, you know, I'm trying to do content in regards to doing, you know, the business and ESA and that whole spiel. But that is up to this point, been about 2% of my life. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing a 99.9% focus on that being the content. So theoretically, then there's still an untapped market of mm. content topics to go about from a core perspective, which majority of people as we've now established that's where they're going to be yeah so i think we're i think i'm doing a tremendous discredit by not talking about that because even though it's not like obviously prevalent to where i'm looking for the two five ten year outlook um of content and growth and what i'm using social media for Mm -hmm. it's still such a tremendously large aspect of my life yeah that i feel i'm doing a tremendous discredit by not mentioning more so to wrap up that point um if there is anyone who is not head over heels in love with their corporate situation, or if you're thinking about entrepreneurship because you're not um, in love with your job, mm-hmm. I would love to have a conversation with you and figure out, do you actually love entrepreneurship or you're not doing enough in your corporate world? Um, or you're in a situation where you're not able to thrive and get what you want out of it. So entrepreneurship looks like the better route, but maybe it's actually not for you. So I would love to have those conversations with people or even just love to talk about you know, different um, obviously I've had a ton of experience working with different companies from the startup phase to $50 million a year, um, all basically in a corporate, you know, esque setting. So I think it'd be very interesting to have conversations with, I still have only scratched the surface of different leadership styles, management styles, like yeah. different, like, and, and, and I would love to hear what people are going through, what they run into in their jobs, what they're experiencing. So I think creating a little bit of a network or having a topic of discussion on that could be yeah. awesome. I would love to network with people who are, you know, or within that realm in their own lives cool man yeah let's we'll, we'll definitely cater more uh cater more episodes uh centered around that because i think it's a cool topic because a lot of people don't talk about it because a lot of people in corporate settings have a lot of red tape to what they can talk about online so i yep. think you you're in a unique position where you can talk about those things so, absolutely and i'm cool, actually man. just doing a little bit of a one second here uh hopefully camera's not exactly um, I just wanted to do the math on it. Um, that is one thing I feel like, you know, when you have, um, once again, like well, why I listen to me, mm-hmm. um, like, and I, I'm going to cringe at this because I actually, I'm not going to say anything negative because actually people may like him. Um, but you'll see where I'm going with it. Um, like, you know, even when you watch, when I watch like Tom Billy, he's like, well, why should you listen to me talking about, you know, growth mindset? Or why should you listen to me talking about like, well, why should you listen to me talking about the corporate world? Like, why does that matter? Yeah. Um, I literally just did the math and I promise you like I'm not a fan of like when people use this terminology because it's so corny it works for the individual who uses it but it's so corny that people use it outside of it but over the last five years I've 10x my salary and that is actually like the actual number of what it is like like I was able to 10x my salary within the corporate world in a five-year manner like so all I'm saying in that is like I I have I'm not going to say mastered because there's so, so much I have to learn, but like I have done a very solid, like sound and solid job within the corporate environment, um, of execute, like executing through it, navigating through it. Um, so, so it's not just some random person who's sitting here like, Oh, I'm gonna, you yeah. know, like, I'm gonna talk about listen corporate to corporate just, advice yeah, from a 24 year old. Yeah. From a 24 year old who, you know, is just working in an office. Yeah. Like, like I've, from You've done some stuff. I've done some you stuff. You've done some stuff. From six years ago being in, you know, truly like a 
starting my first accounting internship, just knowing what a debit and a credit was yeah. to, you know, VP of finance and CFO roles at companies doing $50 million a year. Um, something's gone right. Yeah. But I do believe that like there are people that could do it in two and a half years that, you know, stuff that I had to navigate through that at the time I didn't know. So I do feel like there is a huge untapped, you know, market of potential um, for me to talk about mm -hmm. those topics. Yeah. So, so I'd certainly love to do so. Totally, man. Cool. As we wrap up, is there anything else you would like to leave the audience on this week's episode? Any uh, question, any task, any fun thing to do, some tangible or actionable piece of advice or tip shit. they can take with them? Um, I would honestly like, I just want, I want to hammer that home. I will say if you are in any bit of a corporate setting, I want to put a focus this, this episode to be around that. If you're in any bit of a corporate setting and you're not head over heels excited, or even if you're excited, but you feel like there's untapped potential, uh, please reach out. I would love to have conversations with each and every person out there who feels like they're not absolutely thriving in a corporate setting and cool, see what we can do. Cool, man. Let's do it. Well, Absolutely. again, if you guys made it to the end of the episode, I appreciate you. Absolutely. If you liked There's anything well. you heard or seen, please reach out to Sam or Sutton. Sutton, where can the people find you? Uh, LinkedIn is the biggest, uh, yeah, biggest platform right now. Cool, man. Well, this concludes another episode of Sam and Sutton, week yes. number four. It's crazy. Stay tuned. Week number five, come next week. Yes.